Hello and welcome to Ashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And today we're going to review the new um, screwball comedy, <laughs> Long Shot. So Long Shot stars um, Charlize Theron. She is a uh, very successful and powerful woman. She's currently the United States, United States Secretary of State. And she has the eye on the presidency, but her advisors um, recommend that she hire someone to liven up her speeches. And she ends up with Seth Rogen, who's a journalist, and who she used to babysit when he was much younger. And, you know, if you've seen the trailers, you know that there is a, a little romance that develops between the two and, and much comedy. What did you think about it? <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. I kind of, when I said in the intro, I said it was a screwball comedy. Screwball might be a little overstating it, but I mean, it's certainly got some very, um, as many Seth Rogen movies tend to, very <laughs> like cringing, oh my gosh, you know, yes. moments. Um, no, I liked it. There's a lot I liked about it. There were some things I maybe just thought were just okay. But, you know, Charlize Theron is good in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rogen is, is, is Seth Rogen uh, in, in this. He, in, in his typical, a lot of Seth Rogen roles. Um, I like some of the supporting characters. So there is um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is uh, the son of Ice Cube. Oh. And he played Ice Cube in the you know, Straight Outta Compton movie. But he plays um, Seth Rogen's best friend in this <laughs> movie. And I liked him a lot. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was good. And June Diane Raphael plays Maggie, who is sort of the you know, right-hand woman to Charlize Theron's character. I, I thought she was good. And she, you know, excuse the language here for a moment, but in any other movie, she in a more one-dimensional portrayal, she could have been just the bitch, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and at a certain point, I thought I knew where she was going to go, where this character was going to go. But um, this June Diane Raphael uh, plays her, and of course it's, it's written differently, but you know, this, she's plays her with a bit of a multidimensional angle mm-hmm. where she's not just the bitch. Mm-hmm. You know? um, she's, she is a woman who can, as, many, as you know, many women and people in general do, has you know, many sides to them mm-hmm. and is... Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot going on there that I thought she it was really a really good character and she did a good job. Um, there is a uh, character in here, Parker Wembley, who I think is supposed to be a Rupert Murdoch type, type of, of guy, oh, yeah. uh, who is played by an actor who, I mean, you could look it up on IMDb, but I won't spoil it for you who that actor <laughs> is because they're heavily made up, but, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was good and... Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of actors who pop up in this that I thought you know all sort of did a really good job. Um, yeah, so what did you think? So I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it's a romantic comedy, and kind of the the big joke here is that Charlize Theron, the beautiful you know woman and witty woman, would fall for um, kind of the uh, schlubby Seth Rogen and. You know, it, that could be kind of a one-note joke. Um, it's not enough to carry a whole movie. Mm. But thankfully, I think they have some actual chemistry. I mean, I didn't disbelieve this relationship. I believed that it could happen, might happen. Even though it is kind of a, you know, a, a fantasy world that they're living in here. 
I, I still think that it was believable enough that I, I, I bought into it. And um, they had some genuine chemistry. And I, I laughed quite a bit at this movie. Um, you know, like a lot of Seth Rogen films, it's quite raunchy in places. Um, I would, you know, hesitate taking my mother to this movie, for example. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> not a bring your mom or bring your grandma movie. I mean, it's... Not, it's, not at all. This know, is... Not saying that they wouldn't like it, but yeah. I just would not feel comfortable <laughs> being with no. them at this movie. So. No. But, but it was, you know, despite... I didn't feel like it went necessarily too far. It was, it was really funny to me. It went too far. It went too far. The plot is... N- well, you know, I came out of this thinking that there were parts of the story that were just kind of ridiculous and, and not really believable. But then on second thought, kind of given the current state of our democracy and the presidency, maybe maybe it's not so ridiculous. Maybe um, maybe it does have, a, you know, a, a foothold in reality. I think the movie tries to make some kind of political points okay. and um, kind of manages to do that. But it's still ultimately a... a a romantic comedy, and it succeeds at that. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, so a couple, some of the things I will mention that maybe I didn't love about the movie. Uh, so, for one thing, I felt like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity for bumping up the Charlie's the wrong character in, in, in as much as she could have been. Because I'll be honest with you, it's it has the sheen or the gloss of a sort of a female empowerment type thing mm-hmm. with her but this is really Seth Rogen's movie in my opinion mm-hmm. I mean it starts with him I mean the first scene which is you know um, a pretty impactful scene I mean mm-hmm. it's all about him mm-hmm. you know and it kind of has a through line where I mean it, this is I feel like his character's movie mm-hmm. um, although she's again she's Charlie Theron is really really good in this you know um, I mean somebody I read online I, I forget who it was now but they wrote how you know, Charlize Theron can do it all. I mean, she goes from, like, you know, Mad Max Fury Road to Tully, now mm-hmm. this. I mean, she's, you know, great. Quite um, versatile. Very versatile, yeah. Um, so there was that. There was also, this is very much in the vein of, I would, you know, I've seen some of those romantic comedies slash screwball comedies from, like, the 30s and 40s, uh, especially the 30s, where things happen... And, you know, certain events occur and you just, they're not really realistic. I don't even think they were realistic back then. But, you know, for example, her hiring him, I mean, <laughs> them meeting after, you know, 20, so 30 years and then, mm-hmm. and then, kick, you know, hitting it off really well and then her hiring him. To me, that was like, this is all like movie fiction land, you know, the way things, things don't really happen like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, you made a good point just now I hadn't thought of, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I think we are seeing some bizarre stuff <laughs> currently in, in the political world. So, who knows? Right. Um, yeah, so, and I, and I do think it, it's also a little, there's one particular point, which I won't spoil for anyway, but it, it's, it's just, it just does cross the line, in my opinion. Or, you know, <laughs> it, it, it does, it's, a, it's, it's different from some of Seth Rogen's previous, what I'll call awkward comedy mm-hmm. movies. It's a little different, but it has some of those elements. Um, and I know some people who don't like the awkward comedy style. Mm-hmm. And I think that this differentiates from that somewhat, but it also still has some of that, definitely. So, I'm yeah. definitely... Yeah. I mean, the element that I always think about in those is 
they're extremely raunchy and funny, but there's always like tenderness, right? There's always a, a you know, an emotional impact at some point mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, makes it all seem, you know, uh, proper in some way. Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's okay for me to like this movie because ultimately, oh, it's about, you know, love and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing too. And I hate to say this because, you know, we, we just reviewed, um, the perfect date, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked about, I think we both really like romantic comedies and this is also a romantic comedy. And, but I think doing in, in a one and a half, one and a half to two hour format, convincing an audience to like two people and then, and then convincing an audience that these two people should be together, um, it's not always an easy task. It's sometimes a tightrope. And so, you know, a lot of movies do it well, and then some maybe not so well, or some just kind of land in the middle. And for me, just me coming to this, I'm not saying anybody else, but it just sort of landed in the middle. Mm-hmm. I wasn't all in on these two being together. But I wasn't completely against it. So as we kind of kind of got, got into you know, 75% in, it was getting ready to go into the final act, I was like, well, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, now, the director for this, um, I was just kind of curious who this guy is, uh, Jonathan Levine. Um, he's directed some movies before that we've seen, mm. or at least heard of. So, we've seen The Night Before, which was um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and some friends of his. Seth Rogen was in that as well. And I remember thinking, it was kind of set around Christmas time. Oh, yeah. And that was okay. that was decent. Um, he directed Warm Bodies, which I didn't see, but I've always been curious about. Sort of a zombie movie with sort of a love story. Uh, 50-50, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen. Those friends, one of them, I think is dying, or I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. And then a movie that I watched while you were gone a while back mm-hmm. that I watched on Netflix called All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which is a horror movie from 2006 um, hmm. starring Amber Heard and, and it's just complete trash but uh, I, I, I watched it all the way through because there was nothing else to do but um, so he's got some some decent-ish directorial credits to his name and I think this was handled this this movie was handled for the most part yeah. okay uh-huh. yeah. there are some good music uh, selections in this movie what if, were those? if you're a fan of uh, you know kind of late 80s early 90s music um well, particularly if you're a fan of, of Roxette, who, and I am, um, there's a song featured um, quite prominently uh, in the movie. And then I won't give away who it is, but there's a band that performs at uh, one of the, the functions in the movie <laughs> um, that was a nice surprise, and it was nice to see them yeah. uh, to see them there. So, yeah, some, some fun early 90s throwbacks. Oh, yeah. So what do you give this out of 10? I give it a 7.5. All right. Um, I give it a 6.8. So our score is a 7.1. It's on the tomato meter, uh, certified fresh, 81%. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's so few romantic comedies worth watching. I would definitely go see this one if you're into that. Yeah. And if you can stomach the the vulgarity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's it's good counter-programming to, you know... CGI fests like in game and, sure. and and Pikachu and whatever. Right. Not that those are bad movies, but we see a lot of those types of movies. Right. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.